All right. Uh, well, uh, so welcome thanks. to Break the Gate Podcast. Yeah, this is Rod. off. <laughs> this is definitely shooting from the hip. This episode because the introduction wasn't even there. But well, we are. Uh, we don't have a guest for this particular episode. Um, so I. Uh, Life well, works. actually, no. We got Kevin. Yeah, we have Kevin. Kevin's our producer. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, guest producer Kevin. Yes, yeah, for sure. We're just gonna basically shoot this shit for uh, forty minutes, give or take. So what we've been talking about is kind of like musical taste, and we're gonna pull up our. Oh well, Kevin doesn't use. Uh, well, Kevin, you can search your YouTube. I'm pretty certain. So, um, let's pull up our Spotify and do our last ten searches. No bullshit. We'll start off with Chris. Going, I'm going first. Okay, here we go. All right. Last 10 searches is Jaguar, Twin, Wind, Rose, Body Snatcher, Never Tell, This Podcast. Uh, so that's five. East Harbor, The Amity Affliction, uh, Workout Rock Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Um, awesome. I was listening to a Lex Friedman podcast uh, about this dude who lived in the Amazon for like 10 years. Dead horses. I think that's 10. Yeah. I've got Blink-182. Nice. At the Drive-In. Coheed and Cambria. Into It Over It. Mishiga. TTNG. Native. Russian Circles. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Biscuit. And brand new. Hell yeah. Such a diverse uh, list. Very random. Yeah. I, I'm surprised I didn't have more pop on here. Somehow the Misfits. Was <laughs> I don't remember even looking up the Misfits. Yeah. So, Kevin, what do you got? Dude, the Misfits are one of those things that like took me. Because I, I feel like everybody else kind of gets into them in like middle school and high school. And like I didn't get into Misfits until like after college. Mm. Yeah. I feel like the Misfits are cooler to say you like than to actually like. Like, I feel like if you didn't grow up with it, sort of, it's like one of those things. Like, if you didn't grow up with it, it doesn't have the same sort of feel. So, like, for people to be like, oh, you need to listen to the Misfits or I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's so much good music out there nowadays that it doesn't even matter anymore. So. Did you hear Rod's bang on the table after that one? Uh, the thing with the oh, misfits yeah. is like it depends on which misfits it is because like oh, yeah, for, for me sure. it's like even though Danzig is who he is like he's the miss he's the singer for the misfits for me you know like I like the croony shit over rock I, I don't know why like the whole kind of Jim Morrison crooner Elvisy kind of thing that he was doing and mm -hmm. I think it really works in that context of the band. And then, like when uh, Jerry only took over and, and Mark Graves and all that stuff, like it just lost that, and it became a lot cartoonier for me. Cartoonier. Yeah, that's a, a good way of putting it. I feel like when I was younger, everyone wanted a Misfit shirt because that made you "quote unquote" punk rock. Mm -hmm. But if I really think about it, like the Misfits really didn't have a huge staple for me, um, minus Andrew McFarland. Yo. I got to share this with him. Andrew McFarlane, the misfits and taking a shit in the middle of an elementary school, the size of a fucking soda can. What? Dude, that's, 
that's all I can think of with the misfits. He'll know Why? what I'm talking about. We don't know. <laughs> we were like, I was in high school. Did you take some massive shit? Still, uh, yo, I have a lot of shit I'm stories. Concerned. Yo, me. I think it was me, Terry, and Andrew McFarland were at the elementary school, Carlson Elementary, which was like two blocks because we would skate there. And for some reason, Andrew was like, I got a shit. So he goes, oh, oh, it was him, not you. Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Okay. He goes out to the like, like the middle of like the field. And it, we're just watching this massive freaking cylinder, like this big, just come out of his ass. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's intimidating. Power move. No toilet paper. And he just like walks off and comes skating just afterwards. Waddle it off. <laughs> oh god, Andrew McFarland. I think he's a firefighter now. Um, and I hope your life is well. I hope Paul is good, but thank you for that memory. I just pictured but him yeah, taking like, a, a firefighter's axe to one of those soda can turds, tall boy turds. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess um for punk rock like i really think there's a band called sam i am who uh my first singer used to be a professional bike rider and i would skateboard at this um skate park called the pit in rockford and he would play sam i am all the time they're coming to the x-ray to arcade next or actually x-ray the arcade or x-ray arcade <laughs> x-ray the arcade yeah <laughs> um but that's the era like when i think of like punk rock bands i think of like that like small brown bike felt more punk rock than like some of the like bad religions and stuff it was super aggressive it was super fast but it had like i don't know just something different like the content that they were talking about like anti-flag was rad i i loved them growing up um but these other like post-rock bands i felt like had more of a punk rock feel to me personally so we gotta listen to Jaguar Twins. Um, let me see if I can pull this up. And yeah, just looking through. I'm not sure how to limit it to just music stuff, but on YouTube, I have the Nightman theme song, which is one of the best theme songs ever, and, and is just dying to be turned into vaporwave. Uh, Meliana, the jazz oh, stuff, amazing. Bunch of. Uh, Okay. Do you know Immortal Girlfriend yet? I've heard that name. Dude, they fucking rule. They rule. They're great human beings. Their music is awesome and it's just editing perspective, but this is Jaguar Twin. Although I met the uh, vocalist yesterday, it's super cool.
but yeah. I feel like that's one of those music videos that they're trying to say something, but I have absolutely no clue what the fuck they're trying to say. <laughs> that was a dope song though. Like the song yeah. itself, the production was, it wasn't super polished, but it was big and you can make out the vocals. That's the thing that sucks with indie bands. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. like, I get it. You're indie. You don't want it to be a pop song, but I want to be able to make out whatever the fuck your singer's saying. Like, right. Yeah. Um, he was really good or they were really good live too. Um, they have a plethora of a different songs that are, you know, some more heavier, some are more rappy. It's kind of like all over the place. Have you listened to the uh, new uh, band Lilac and Lotus? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm going to show you them too. They are out of uh, Madison. Let's get out of full screen here. And I promise this entire podcast isn't just going to be me showing you bands. Hey, we'll all do it. Don't worry. I've got so many pop bands coming. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a piece of shit for <laughs> pop music. Hey, pop. Pop just means popular, man. Sometimes things are popular for a reason because they're good. Yeah. You know? Right. Of course, you can also force a lot of shit to become popular if you have enough money to put behind it. Oh, for sure. I'm an island boy. Dude, this feels like the intro to an anime. What's that? So I feel like I'm in the intro to an anime. Their guitar player looks like the, um, the guitarist from Calypia, the secondary. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is his name Clint? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. What is the first band that comes to mind? Dreamhouse. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what's funny? What? They are recording all of their songs in Derek's studio. That's that's wild. Yeah. And he featured, he did some guitar track on some of their songs. I feel like Dreamhouse was the, I mean, okay, we can talk about Milwaukee bands for sure. Yeah. Talk about this shit until I'm blue in the face. And I'm probably biased. But Dreamhouse should have <laughs> been fucking huge. They oh, I had agree. The for- they had the formula. Yeah, they were the sexy dudes with a good singer emphasis on good singer. Like mm. they were writing catchy songs. I don't understand why. Sometimes the algorithm, I did just don't understand why certain things catch and others don't. But and yeah, the, the production quality was fucking phenomenal. So like, I don't know. I get a little bit lost, but like, I feel like because it sounds super close to dream house they still probably have a couple more like 
two or three more singles before they start creating an identity that feels like, yeah. okay, we were in this because everyone starts off like, I want to sound like this. Yeah. And then they start to form their own actual sound and yeah. then it takes off from there. For sure. Everyone's first record is kind of cool, but I think people start to find themselves as they as they start playing more. So hopefully we see more from this band. Yeah, they're playing a show at X-Ray, um, Wet Dream House, actually, in May. May oh, 28th. that's their like, comeback show? That is Dreamhouse's comeback show, yeah. They're, it's been three years. Are they going to like play play now? Is that like their game plan, or what's their game plan? <sighs> they're going back see? and forth. They're working on material right now. I'm, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but um, I probably shouldn't. It's the CIA. <laughs> Freeze, motherfucker. Right. Uh, there's conversations in the background of what they're going to do. So. Okay. I mean, I feel like they should not tour. They should play some regional shows, get into sync and licensing. Yeah. And they were doing that actually before they got into a hiatus and, you know, Brianna got pregnant and, you know, congrats, um, they got married. Yeah. So there was a lot of life happening behind the scenes too, that, you know, that kind of put a hold on dream house for a little while. Um, But uh, they definitely still want to do it. It's a passion project for all of them, you know, so it's just a matter of finding the time. Um, I don't know if they would be able to tour, um, so they would have to. That's good. Yeah, they would have to structure a career outside of touring. Yeah, fuck touring. Yeah. Fuck, fuck touring. I mean, like, if you are an arena band and you don't have children and shit like that, fucking awesome. Tour yeah. until you're blue in the face and have fun. But like, being on the road that long sucks balls. There's like nothing super fun about it. Like you yeah. tour when you're in your twenties, like early twenties. Yeah. When you're like twenty eight, twenty nine fuck touring that's like pretty fucking it's not a life to live unless you're in a situation to where your touring becomes as comfortable as being at home yeah for sure but like the the aspect is just like having a foundation that's comfortable for you everyone's lifestyle is different but i think that like with the mental health aspect of it like no matter how comfortable your surroundings are if you're not around your friends and your family and things of that nature it doesn't matter um let's do actually because we're talking about local bands let's pull up a mortal girlfriend um and more than anything i want you to see just pull them up and their videos are just fucking wild (laughs) Uh, immortal. I, I, I also sent you guys my new favorite uh, North Carolina band. I would call them progressive rock, but uh, I don't know what what they M- call themselves. I am M- You want to spell? And I will. Uh, we'll put that. Um, we'll put that on next. Um, Mike Johnson from Lucid Life just sent the festival um, design for the shirts yeah it looks really cool and also you were talking about uh mental health during touring but uh regular health yeah we can play this whole thing and the boys try to sue us all I know where they live. Oh, shit. 
it's interesting because like yeah two african-american brothers playing synth wave with vocals and the imagery is like big production you see them right there mm. it's just it's fucking so sick plus now they have that placement for wednesday so that's true yeah like once again like big production i think this song's got like fourteen thousand views or something i don't understand why yes yes that's sick You know the Keystones at all? Yeah. That's another band, like, oh. Yeah. I just tracked their, um, because I don't know what happened. Something happened with their uh, other producer. He couldn't track it, so, um, their next single is friggin' nuts. Oh, yeah. Let's find out this, uh, Let's check out that North Carolina band. Yeah, let's see what you sounds. And we can listen to the Keystones afterwards. First chat. All right, Spotify. Let's see what we got. Yeah, I don't think they have any videos. Um, I think the first song is pretty good, and that's what I would do, but it's like, almost seven minutes long and it has a lot of changes so mm. um, is it like a mathy project these guys uh it's maybe a little i i would i for me they they sound like a, a 70s progressive rock band like all uh, right uh, okay. definitely which... in that vein i like the fact that the guy sings with a a more masculine voice which is not the style right now you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of like falsetto and stuff whereas this guy's just a lot more uh he he's got a ballsy manly voice which you know was more of a fixture back in the day without screaming and stuff which songs should i pick uh i said i think uh the first one should be pretty good touching eyes i think that's what they're promoting I'd say kind of like space rock, psychedelic y kind of stuff, too. Yeah, I like it a lot. See, this is one where, and I, I could be wrong, but I, the vocals need to go up. Just turn the vocals up. Like, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the way it is. It's very warm and inviting. Honestly, a lot of stuff I hear, like recently produced, the vocals are either way too loud or way too quiet, and I don't know yeah. why that is. 
I feel like I could have sex to this song just with the voice alone. And it would be a really passionate sex. The weirdest thing about them is like, you know, they sound like this, like stonery, like long hair, bell bottoms, fucking, you know, like (laughs) seventies ass rock group to me. But like, if you look at their social media, like it's, it's like four or five white guys in like polos and jeans. And they just like, I don't know. They look like, like they're trying out for a lacrosse team or something. Like they do not (laughs) look like they sound at all. Um, while we're on here, we should check out East Harbor. It's, um, my, so one of my good friends, Robbie, I've known him since a long time. Thank you. My arms aren't very long. Uh, yep. Right there. Boom. I don't know if it's an automatically playing. Okay. So they're out of, they're based out of Florida. Um, they started out doing covers. Um, and they were a cover band and they did a bunch of different parties or whatever in Florida. And now they're doing their own stuff and they, they're doing really well. Um, but yeah, so let's see, we'll pick, pick this one, I guess. See, you can make out the vocals. Yeah, you're right. They're very much of a jam rock, like college vibe. Like. That's that's that indie. Right there, that's an indie pop song. Right yeah, there. that's fucking dope. That's, yeah, that's killer. Like you could see them playing with like Lafu K, and you can go to like yeah. Young the Giant. They're uh, playing Sunfest, um, and they'll be open for up for the Jane Smokers. Yo, just, this we're gonna go left left field on this one, okay? Put in Nile X Nile. Oh. Oh, actually, I can see. Oh, yeah, you type. Your arms are longer. (laughs) I swear to God, this kid. Is he from Milwaukee? He's from Milwaukee. He is from Milwaukee. And when you hear this shit, you're going to be like, what the fuck? He looks familiar. How do I go to his albums? Because I only know it off my phone. Uh, Click on albums. There's one song that I just. I, yeah, those are all his albums. Huh? 
those are all his albums there it's at least what's on spotify i mean i don't know i search it off of here then oh on youtube yeah you'll have to exit out of this um oh, there that'll work yeah dude this is nuts oh. low income relief yes This Here, before you play it, I'm going to screen share this one. Um. I guess I could just do the whole the window. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. When I say... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I... This song hit during like one of my like lowest moments. This like hit this. This is dope already. I like this a lot. How old is this good? Uh, I think it just turned 25. Okay. He looks young. This was like 2017, 2018? Okay. He's opening up, um, he's on Summerfest for the first time by himself this year, and I'm that's oh, awesome. I'm so excited for this kid. Like, I hate to call people kid. I need to stop doing that. Um, comes with the age. When we think about the realm of hip hop, and I always fucking hate hearing this a thousand times over and over. Hip hop has no lyrics. So talking about bullshit. We were just talking about this yesterday. It was Mark and because I. We were talking about hip hop um, as an industry in um, booking hip hop artists, and he made it clear that hip hop is such a vague term now. It's so hard to say that's hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, Chief Keef, like that's not fucking hip hop. Right? Everyone, stop, stop, stop it. Like, yeah, stop. It. You need help. Stop. <laughs> well, ninety percent of country music has trap drums in it now. So yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Hank Williams III is racist or not. Um, so I uh, want to put that disclosure out there, but that motherfucker is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that was like like fast punk rock country yeah. talking about fighting and oh, yeah. bar fights and shit. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I think it's, it's a cover that he did, but um, that must have been those pills I took is like a fucking great song. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? That's just like, that gets to the heart of what country music is supposed to be, which is like, you know the song of like fucking poor people who have no fucking resources and mm. are just kind of experiencing yeah. this marginal life of like coal mining and shit That's, you know dude look at it this way or, sorry sorry uh look at it this way right country and rap 
right? Or hip hop, right? Uh, we can take how both sides of them were completely exploited. <laughs> so you look at like original hip hop talking about like, oh, this poverty shit that we're dealing with, like original countries talking about like, hey, you know, like I'm from a small town, like this is the like life that I'm trying to lead. I'm not there yet, but I want to get there. And all of a sudden you exploit these children into believing that like, oh, you either need to do rap, which is going to be like, murder, murder, stab, murder, murder. Or country, which is like, I ride a big truck. And, <laughs> and you're like, okay. It's funny how like poverty is exploited in that sense. And yeah. it's not necessarily that like everyone who listens to it is just like poor, but like the original roots came from lower economics and expanded oh, yeah. from there. Yeah. Well, that's why you have like Kid Rock pretending that he grew up in a trailer park when his family was fucking rich. Yeah. Um, stuff like that it becomes a lifestyle signifier more than anything else so people you know in their giant f-350s that have never towed a thing in their life can you know put on kenny chesney or whatever and you know try to feel something uh you know real that they can kind of claim as their own but it's you know, it's manufactured as much as anything else. Hey, uh, while we're on the subject of Kid Rock, Bud Light, if you'd like to endorse us, <laughs> we uh, we accept everyone. And we do. You're a piece of shit if you don't. So. I agree. Uh, speaking of, I don't know. Anyway. Speaking of <laughs> Bud Light. Here's. Speaking of things I support, that's a good segue. Um I made a playlist. I, I gotta stop clicking, stop clicking my tongue. Um, I made a playlist called Space Travel, and my goal was to add more to it, but it was just gonna be songs that were either space travel related or the artist was something space travel. So I got like postcards in the moon, um, and then uh, Glass Animals does a song called Space yeah. Ghost Coast to Coast. Um, space cowboy, like, I fucking love space turn. ghost, man. Yeah, yeah space ghost was amazing. Hell yeah! Have you listened to SG Goodman? I have not. Mm. Okay, that's what we're doing now. Then, well, if you're doing uh, space songs, my you know stonery '70s recommendation has to be Space Truck and by Deep Purple. That's like oh, okay. classic. Yeah. It's just nothing but interstellar puns. Very dreamy vibes. After this, I could have a really good cry to this song. Oh, easy. <laughs> just Yo. straight sob and like just fluids coming out of every hole in my body. That's a good segue because the song <laughs> that uh, I would like to play next yeah. is kind of about fluids coming out. Okay. Or going in, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so if you want a good cry, listen to anything by SG Goodman. She's out of this world. Hey, I did okay, that Can we search Pink Pony Club? <laughs> <laughs> Pink Pony Club. Anyway, this, so this song is called Pink Pony, Pink Pony Club, Club by, by Chapel Chappell- Roan. Oh, what? Chapel Roan. Chapel Roan. Right. Oh, we're going on a journey. Mm. 
This one goes out to Valerie Lightheart for putting me on to the most ignorant fucking pop song of our generation. <laughs> this is awesome. I feel like you want to eat an edible while listening to this song. Wait. <laughs> this walk up is dope. <laughs> Wait for this chorus. It's so fucking awesome. Yes. I dig this. Just talking to him, telling her mom she just wants to stay a stripper. Yeah. Fucking awesome. This is legit. I was at the gym listening to this song in my headphones. <laughs> I'm just hoping no one's listening to me. Speaking of um, poppy songs, um, I'm gonna show you the band that I saw last, and then we can go to the next one. It was Miley Cyrus. It was not. Not. Hey, Miley, if you should ever hear this. We love you. Actually, no, let's not do this one. I think we should do. Actually, yeah, no, we'll, we'll do Freak Like Me since it's uh, kind of related to the Pink Pony song. Was Miley uh, Cyrus the one that they like released a video of like 15 years ago smoking salvia out of a bong? Uh, I probably that. Picture the video, but I can't remember which Scarlet. Whatever this is, I can listen to indefinitely. Yeah. Like these simple pop songs all day. <laughs> yeah. And they were extremely good live. This producer is great. Yeah. I don't know who uh, who their producer is. Yeah, like whoever engineered this, like for the pop formula, this is. Yeah. I would like to have their manager on here, Eva Leo. Uh, she's cool. She's been in uh, in the industry for for a while since like the late nineties. Hey. Uh, Kevin, are, are you cool with me showing my favorite Milwaukee band to ever exist? That's fine. Okay. Why did you ask that? 
Kevin. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know if he had a. Oh. Yeah. Because we we're neglecting. No, I, I threw Kevin. up another thing. I was gonna give a, a, a shout out to a, a buddy of mine. I threw up a link in the chat, but like whenever you get to that, it's fine. Uh, if you want to do that. Yeah, let's, let's do, do that, that now because I want to make sure that Kevin is included. Uh, either one of these links. It uh, should be the bottom one there. It's uh, Darling Coils. Uh, buddy of mine from he was in charlotte now he's up in uh new york new jersey area okay but that's kind of like dream wave kind of synthy vapor wavy shit i like it you can see his nips there yep okay so just play this one here i like it already Yes. This is so unique. He's uh, he's definitely one of like the most uh, just like like geniuses. See. These vocals are down because it's stylistic and it's fucking perfect. Right. This is dope. <laughs> uh, he, he's just been doing like insanely original, catchy shit for you know ever since I met Did him. Did listen to this whole song? I mean, it's three minutes, so we don't we get to listen to most of it. How many followers does he have? Not enough. He's also oh. a, he's uh he runs a uh, tape label uh, tape label slash like collective thing called Saver S A V R Music. Well, this okay. this song that we're playing right now has is, this is what's fucking nuts to me. Twenty two bullshit. Twenty two thousand fucking plays on this song, but seventeen followers. So you're just like one of those components where it's like. It probably hit the algorithm at some point on someone else's playlist, but then it doesn't go back to the fucking artist. Yep. Yeah. That's bullshit. Like, this is dope. This is like a dope song. It's interesting. And if presented in the right light marketing, well, it would do well. You see fucking some young kids, like, cruising, doing whatever the fuck they want. I feel like I would take acid while listening to this song. Yeah, for sure. Not to like associate drugs with music. Drugs are bad. They go hand in hand. Like but, it is fine. Yeah. If hopefully no young young kids are doing this, but if you don't do drugs, kids. Um the synth wave synth wave vaporwave vibe is dope. It'll be interesting to see what happens because it seems like it's going to hit a commercial side to it. So I wonder if the same thing like that happens with everything will inevitably be there. It'll formulate, it'll get massive and then people will stop making it. Yeah. Right now, as it sits, the bedroom aspect of it's so tight. 
you're already kind of seeing that with synthwave since it's so synonymous with like uh, John Carpenter stuff and stuff from the 80s and people mm-hmm. are kind of using it as a shorthand for retro now. Yeah, but the whole sure. thing with vaporwave is uh, like the whole idea behind it is very like anti-capitalistic, anti-consumerist. So it's kind of interesting to see stuff that does break away from that. And it's like, okay, but the whole like conceit of the genre, you know, is is anti-capitalistic so how do you make money off of that you know yeah kevin you have a really good speaking voice by the way why thank you <laughs> you're welcome can we uh, yeah let's do one more song and then we'll wrap it up here so uh, this band got shit to do yeah for sure this band was called the the media strike and Hmm. They. I like the way it's spelled. I like when bands are creative enough to misspell things. That's what I liked about Jaguar Twins or Twin. You got to be careful though, because that can fuck up your Google search results. <laughs> That's true. It. Like this Wait, song is just incredibly loud. Generally, I say I'm also only hearing one song. This is what you were talking about with, yeah. uh, okay. Mark song. Yeah. We'll bring it up. This, thinking about it now, it's like almost 20 years. Hmm. <laughs> So, at X-Ray to Arcade, did you see a really skinny, tall guy that was bartending? I think so. This is his band. Mm, okay. Steven, look. He's enchanting and blissful, but a tragedy. For the era, just this next level. But yeah, it's like weird. Like some of, I don't know about you guys, but like some of the bands that like I listened to as a kid, I was like, this band was gonna blow up. I thought they were gonna blow up, and I thought the three would have been them, the Felix Culpa, and Native. All of the modest Butte goes on tour, and they come back, and they're fucking huge. I was in a band called Maidens. Us, Native, and Lattice Butte did like a weekend run. Mm-hmm. Then Lattice Butte goes overseas. They come back home and all of a sudden just... Blew the fuck up. <laughs> wild. That's just wild. Crazy how that works. I don't even know if they know the formula of like what happened. because like, I don't think anybody knows. It just kind of happens. Yeah, that's wild. It's like... Native is it's a like whole... winning the lottery. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think Bobby's still playing music. I know Ed is doing some like lo-fi indie rock. Mm. I can see a lo-fi vibe into this. Oh yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I wish more like that American football era was. I don't know. It does also before we go. It's interesting to see 
the the generational difference when people talk about emo mm. <laughs> because emo used to be a genre of music and now it's a feeling well yeah it's like what well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> means so many different things to different people depending on when and where you came up for sure that that's the thing because i'm old enough to remember when like emo was like sunny day real estate like the get up kids saves the day like that was emo and then people were called emo yeah and then that became synonymous for my chemical romance and coheed which like i never considered coheed and cambria an emo band during the time but now i guess they're considered that so it's just the melting pot i remember emo being a compliment you're so emo you're so yeah i am (laughs) yeah bro why you being so tight bro (laughs) well then you guys are out there where uh the 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 midwestern emo which everybody else generally knows as math rock oh for sure Uh, sure. i'm not sure if there's really a, a, a difference there or whatnot but like i like math rock but um you know very little of what i listen to i would consider to be emo so yeah. yeah 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 for sure um while we're on that subject american football is pretty much like when you think of like chicago or like midwestern um like quote-unquote emo or um like that vibe but a band if you guys get a chance to listen to uh was called colossal mm-hmm. and they were fucking phenomenal they had like a horn section their guitar tones were awesome and just like that narrative of storytelling you don't really see that anymore you don't see the like rawness in someone's voice and like where that goes so yeah i know this was very an impromptu fucking (laughs) thing but i hope that that becomes a thing again in music where people are telling more of a story and that's why i like nile i like Nile because he's um one last note then we'll go um rod and i were talking at one uh, point we ended up having to end our conversation because whatever anyway it doesn't matter um about doing music and movie reviews on the podcast you know just like every once in a while we'll do something um where we can bring in like like a casting director or something like that and then we could just kind of review a movie and it just be like it doesn't have to be a full episode it could just be like a little spurt or something yeah, it, like it could be something really small, like not a long episode, maybe mm-hmm. like eight to ten minutes of a casting. Might be on a black couch. Uh, there might be a job. There might not be a job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry. It'd be cool if we got God, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh God. Um, it would be cool if we. We picked a show that we liked and we pulled somebody from that show and had them on the podcast and we talked about an episode that they were involved in. What do you guys know about Utopia? I've heard of it. Dude, if we could get someone from Utopia, they wrote a fucking movie or like a mini series yeah. about a global pandemic uh, designed by the government. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. From bats designed by the government and it came out March of 2020. Whoa! <laughs> so all of a sudden, like, th- like it's on um, Amazon Prime Prime Video. Go support them. Um, but don't, support don't, us. Support yeah. your local businesses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I mean, people don't think about that. Like, 
you can be a small director and get distribution through Amazon, That's which fair. is freaking tight. That is true. And Apple. Yeah. So. But not as much anymore. But anyway, that's near there, here, there. Um, let's wrap it up here. Um, thanks for listening to Rod, Kevin, and I um, talk, and uh, or maybe not listen to. We may get no listens on this one because they're like, who the fuck are these people? Oh, fuck these guys. <laughs> but all right, cool. Bye.